0: You are now tuning in to Lex and RDDC Broadcast Station,
1: serving up on the double doses for us all. Welcome back to the Real Double Dose Channel. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart where the talk is real and the vibe is always live. Thank you for tuning in with us again and again, because here, serving a slice of everyday life is what RDDC is all about. For any show requests, feedback, or anything under the sun, you can get a hold of us always at Channel at yandex.com that's real double dose channel at yandx.com and as well as real double dose channel.blogspot.com and that's real double dose channel tony always makes fun of my little spanish flares in there But you can find out the guest experts, all that stuff, all the wonderful goodies of life and different kind of pages throughout that. And the links will be provided for you at the bottom of that blog spot in the About Me section, as well as the books and our free vacation giveaways. We know you're on pause mode, everyone, but you still have the gift card giveaways and so much more. And as well as doing different things we see out there, shout out to all the extra countries and the States, United States, all the other international companies from Nigeria, Israel, to Switzerland, to all of you, we see you. We see your numbers. We see your voices rolling in. We love you. We appreciate your support. And that's TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, Spreaker.com, Blueberry.com, Spotify, Google Cast, Deezer, iTunes, iHeart, SoundCloud, the list goes on. You know the name of the game. But without further ado, I want to introduce our wonderful and phenomenal guest expert, and that is Dr. Rita Louise. So Dr. Rita Louise is a survivor of childhood abuse herself, and Dr. Rita Louise has emerged as a gifted empath. You know, and talented clairvoyant medical intuitive. She is a neuropathic physician and the founder of the Institute of Applied Energetics in the Art of Medical Intuition. And she trains all that is going on fundamentally and so much more intuitive counseling and energy medicine. She has authored six books and produced several feature-length and short films. Dr. Lewis has appeared on radio, television, and in movies, and has lectured on health and healing, ghost intuition, ancient mysteries, and the paranormal. Yes, everyone. Yes. A little emphasis there. Her books and articles have hit worldwide circulation and so much more. And at the end of the day, I can't wait to hear more. How are you doing, Dr. Rita Luis? I'm
0: doing great, Lex. It is just so cool to be here with you and your great, great energy.
1: You know what? Because I'm, I'm here with you. That's why that's I'm feeling it. Well, this,
0: this is going to be an excellent show because
1: we'll just be like vibing on each other. And Yeah, definitely. You know what? That's what the vibe is. I like the fact that I feel the extra Realness in you. Like it's that feeling of just like, that's what it is. Dr. Louise, that's what it is. The energy. You know what? The energy, energetics, right? There you go. <laughs> Boom. <Exactly>. Let's get. <laughs> Let's get- <laughs> oh man. If Tony could get away from me in this life, I think he would. But like you said, it's the power within facts hashtag yes so how has life been going with this whole journey of how you even got to this point in life from being here now i mean is it still to the point where your your energy is just from the COVID 19 let's say example i know everybody's saturated in that but at the same time like as it felt like uh you felt the shifting of the balance and people's energies at all You
0: know, that's a great question. Last year, it seemed like people were, so we're talking 2019, that it was challenging for people, like a lot of their personal stuff Uh was kind of coming up to the surface and really challenging them to like, look at their worst internal nightmares. And my feeling was that in 2020, that we would have this chance to kind of heal that and get rid of it and put it behind us and have this new self emerge. And oh, then the COVID stepped in. And, uh, no. <laughs> and it's been interesting on a whole lot of levels, uh, you know, it's because no one knows what's going on. And so, and there's a lot of fear being played out. And, I mean, I think the biggest thing is no one knows what's going on. You yeah, know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, take this, don't take that, everybody's going to die.
1: <laughs> it's like okay just just five uh, on the list of 700 yeah sure <laughs>
0: and you know if you're someone that's sensitive to energy you know if you're an empath it's been even more challenging because an empath is someone that picks up the energy from what's going on around them whether it's the people they're in the room with or if it's something so loudly voiced, as in everybody on the planet kind of feeling this way,
1: yeah. from the world. Amen.
0: You know, so you ask my experience, and so kind of since this COVID thing's been going on, uh-huh. I've been all over the map. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like motivated, not motivated, feeling good, feeling like I have, like I got hit by a truck.
1: Yes. And <laughs> You know,
0: and it's just been like, okay, so is this me? Am I feeling sick? Or am I just like reacting to what's going on?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's actually beautifully said because at the same time, when I was saying that, my mom, I don't, I, 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 for everyone out there listening, I know they're going to be like, here we go with the zodiac thing. I don't think so. That's just what my stilo is. But at the same time, my mom's Aquarianism and her whole thing of humanitarianism, she gets to this whole point where she could literally tell exactly, like I could tell her one thing and she has the whole, thing outlined to the T and I'm like she's always on point but mine is like like I told people before being able to see my sister's death before time knowing um, you know what time things are going to happen who's who's thinking of me when when they're going to come contact me like all that stuff right there I mean like just uh, affecting energy walking into a room having things you know blow it's just like people don't understand the whole energy frequency with that and I'm, that's why I'm so extra happy that you're here um, as well because I get to the point where I'm like I felt that too like a, a train wreck. And then all of a sudden I found myself an hour later just crying Then I'm like, I need a Hershey's bar. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, it's not a, I, I, people are like, oh, are you hormonal? Or, I'm like, no, it's not based on, and sometimes we have to get out of that quote, the norm mentality where it's like, oh, you just have a headache. Oh, it's just your menstruation. Oh, it's just this. You're just thinking about your ex. And I'm like, no, no, no. It, it just feels discombobulated. Even going into a store with the mask on, I'm just people looking at me mad because I have one on. Then people looking at me weird if I I don't have one on, so I'm just like, okay, I, I don't even know where to go here. Mm-hmm. I feel you like on that one,
0: exactly. You know, and and for people that are listening, you know, I think a lot, a lot of people aren't aware that we're just susceptible to picking up the energy, you know, from other people, and we often take it on and go, oh, well, there's something wrong with me. You uh-huh. know, oh, I need to go to the doctor. And so, all right, don't laugh, you know, but this is kind of my rule of thumb test for people if they're they're trying to decide, you know, whether they're sensitive or not, whether they're empathic or not. But if you can make it in Walmart more than 15 minutes without, like, trying to rip your eyes out and getting out the door, you're probably sensitive. Or, you know, like, if you're the one that wants to get out the door, because I don't know about you, but I... Can't really I can't well. either
1: no it feels like you know and I was I remember a few years ago someone has told me have you ever went into a store and even if you just pick one thing off the shelf and went back in your car you feel so heavy it feels so heavy and I'm like man I'm, I couldn't understand that and I just I literally stand there sometimes and I feel all these energies moving around me and I just feel so swamped like if I'm into Walmart which I try to hit Walmart once every two months if I have to if I hit that store anywhere else I feel like oh my gosh I I Oh, man, by the time I even make it past the cupcake aisle, I'm done. So I'm like, okay, let me just focus on all the other areas and give myself some motivation to stop at the bakery on my way out. So I'm like, let's do that now, whole that's thing. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I give myself I mean, a treat, I, you know. I mean, I have learned
0: that if I go there, I mean, I'm usually good at having a mental list going, Yeah, um, but when I go there, I have to have it written down because I'll go in and like literally... Run in and grab this and grab that and grab the other thing, and then get in line and be like, "Whew, made it out of there safe!" And then I get home and you know there's my list sitting on the table because I yes. forgot. It's like, and I also forgot to get half the stuff that I wanted.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: and, it's like, oh. and of course, those are the things you really have to go to Walmart for. Yes, kind of exactly,
1: exactly. Yep, exactly. So, oh know, my so gosh, I feel like a aren't
0: sure if you're sensitive, that's usually a pretty good telltale sign that uh, maybe there's something going
1: on. Yeah absolutely you know and and that's what yeah if I don't go in there with the list if I don't go in there I have to like okay remind myself I had like a cart I was like halfway full and I'm like oh cool but then I realized I'm like I have nothing that I had to come here for at all and I'm like oh no I'm like I have to spend another half hour running around I get dizzy I feel like I'm about to just go I can't even do it and then I focus on the faces that I remember the most where I'm like I remember I was went to one of these uh, we call it the, the Mark no no what's his name Mark Wahlberg store because basically his whole meeting and endorsements up here were for the store. But I went in there and uh, one of the human resources director and someone else came with a big bouquet of flowers. I thought I had won the sweepstakes for free groceries for a year. I was like, oh, I'm about to gain so much weight. This is going to be so cool. And then all of a sudden she goes, no, 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 you didn't win the sweepstakes, honey, but you won something else. And I'm like, everyone in the store looked at me and I'm freaking out. I'm like, did I want the publisher's clearinghouse? What happened? So all of a sudden she goes, no, we gave this to you because everywhere in the store from every department to the deli to the Chinese station to the pizza station to floral department she goes you you run to us at the pharmacy and you spread your energy to us and even though we know you're going through whatever you're going through or not you give us that time and the energy because when I get back in the car even from when that happens at my favorite store I feel like I'm about to I have to sit there in my car for about 20 minutes before I could actually drive my energy is gone <laughs> it's gone but in a good way on that purpose in a good way on that Purpose. I know you had um, different things going on. When he says like you're you're surviving of child abuse and and different things that you went on in your life and being able to have all the clairvoyant um, you know constituents like attached to that, uh, having your books and being a part of the healing and, and ancient mysteries and the ghosts and all the different things that come along with that. Um, what got you to the point of where you and that's what called me the most because dysfunctional relationships. Um, being able to have that, being a clairvoyant, having that empath, is it more difficult, in, in, in your expert opinion, to, to deal with that kind of thing because you're so deeply rooted in like a more intricate way? Okay, that's it? a
0: pretty loaded question. I know.
1: Um, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, you
0: know, And, and, and I'll just, I'm, you know, I'm really big about just being like straight. Yeah. So, I mean my history, so I mean, I'm a survivor of abuse, and one of the things that I discovered um, almost two years ago was that pretty much every relationship I've entered after that was dysfunctional, you know, and I mean, I've been married four times, I've had a number of different significant other people in my life, and, you know, and then I have friends that have been together 25, 30, 40 years, and it's like, One (laughs) sec. Yeah. (laughs) Why not me? Why not me? (laughs) And I ended a relationship and really just started looking at me and realized that, you know, I had to take ownership of what I was bringing to the table and what I was allowing to happen in the relationship. And it had, it set me on a journey, you know, into myself. And you know, one of the things that I say, so my book is called The Dysfunctional Dance of the Empath and Narcissist. And one of the things that I said in the, my book is, you know, I was kind of blindsided by it. I mean, as intuitive as I am and as, as self, self-aware, self I mean, I would consider myself a pretty self-aware person if I was blindsided. Yeah. I mean, I was just kind
1: of like, oh, ha, <laughs> ha exactly yeah you got a point there i'm thinking about that i'm 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 just going into my mind about why have i dealt with these crazy dysfunctional relationships right now that's where i'm at mentally i'm like what 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 kept me there even though people were like man you're going through a sci-fi movie slash horror film i was like really it seemed a little i don't know i almost took notes from it like i was like trying to learn why this person was extra 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 crispy psychotically there and then i'm like is it me you know because Because some narcissists, I'm telling you right now, I find myself with those a lot lot Uh to that point. Like, now to this point... you need this book. (laughs) Yes, I do. Yes. And then now, the wonderful one, I mean, like, the light of my... The other light of my life, I'll say, um, besides the, the, the creator of all things, is being able to have someone that is still like peaceful as a river to where it balances me out to where I'm like the Aries flare in me and wants to kind of be like, well, what's, what's wrong? Like, I'm waiting for any turn, any corner. And I found out what that was because it was something to do. I don't know what it was, Wonderwall or something they had on a YouTube series that I saw. It was like six minute video, my attention span. And I was looking at that and it was showing different people in their relationships and why they act a certain way and what you're always looking for. And I'm like, wow, that re-, number six or number five, it reminded me of myself and I'm like wow something from the past reminded me of something here and then later on like see now here's the thing though like for all those who are listening now or downloading later whatever you do i noticed too like sometimes they do you know put on a little costume and i remember that makeup effect like when people put on their makeup or their beer goggles or go somewhere they're like oh i had no idea he looked like this or she looked like that after under all this stuff and she took off her bra and the paper came out and took off her makeup and i never know this and the she took off her hair and her nail. And I'm like, okay. So sometimes we can't see the curveball coming. We can sense it. And I think we kind of ignore that instinct because we think it's something from the mm-hmm. past, you know, like, oh, we're just overthinking it. Let's just enjoy it. Maybe it won't be like this, but deep down in our stomachs, we feel that. And then with the people that don't give us that feeling, we're almost like trying to pry them open to feel that feeling because we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> we have- but, but that,
0: I mean, but you bring up a really great point. You know, because deep down in your stomach, you felt it, but you didn't listen to yourself. Yeah. See, that was one of the lessons. And I'm really good at listening to myself, but apparently not so good in my relationships. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> that's true. That is very true.
0: But you, um, So, and I can't remember uh, the woman's name. I, I think it might have been Lisa Romano, who talks a lot about... Uh, Narcissists and codependency and stuff like that. And I think her comment was, you know, it's not that you won't necessarily meet narcissistic people or toxic people. It's that you choose to stay longer. And that's the question is, well, why did you stay? Now, granted, you know, because if you're getting that bad feeling in your stomach, it's kind of like, well, why stay?
1: That's true. Very true.
0: You know, and it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's that's a really good point there. Mm. Um, but there are a lot of individuals like that that will put that false face up and show you this great other person, and then and then it just changes. You know, who they are changes. Um, so my last husband, okay, so he passed away. So I feel a little vindicated with getting married four times. Yeah. Uh, but. I was marriage number six for him.
1: Oh wow. And
0: we got married and about a month later, he looked at me and he goes, well I'm waiting. And I'm like, waiting for, waiting for what? And he goes, I'm waiting for you to change. And I'm like, change what? He goes, well just change. He goes, that's what usually happens. You know, I meet this person, I fall in love with them, we get married and then like within a month, they change into somebody completely different. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) <laughs> this is it. Like you know, yeah. you might see me walking around on my sweats a little bit more, or have messier hair or something. But uh, yeah, this is pretty much it. <laughs> you know? and it was just kind of shocking that that was his experience. Yeah, in five marriages.
1: Wow. Yeah. that I mean, you know, that definitely tells a lot. This is a point example. Like I say, I say Prince Charming for right now. And this is the future of my path to go hopefully down happily ever with myself and him after. We don't know. But I will say he was like, you know what, babe? It really to me I'm a very humble relaxed man if I could just have a clean house and a meal on the table I'm I'm okay and I looked at him and I'm like he's like you know I said tell me your pet peeves and he said dirty dishes in the sink overnight just sitting there and this and that and he just went through a whole list and I'm like well that's definitely not me so I'm like well you must in my mind I'm thinking you must have really been through it with this 13 year relationship you had previously because you learned a whole list of things that you're you know you're finding out like your husband will say you know hey well what's 30 days has been here what's gonna going to happen now and that's what i'm thinking too like okay it's been it's been six months it's been a year what's going on and i've had them switch so drastically in different time frames i'm just like no nah. so I, I i chose the sullivan C route um just being able to be within myself know myself and then people asking me even downtown before all this happened when i was at the clinic doing certain stuff from my other 20,000 projects. They're like, well, how do you not? Like, why don't you go out with us? And then I said, it's nothing to do with the bar, not the restaurants or anything. It's not temptation. I'm like, I choose to be no matter how many here. Oh, you're a beautiful woman. Why don't you? It doesn't matter if you're, if you're quote, no one's really is ugly. It's beauties in the eye of the beholder. But if you're not so on that scale to where boom. Or you're not out drinking. You're not having a good time. Like Sometimes you have to take, actually most times, you have to, actually all times, you have to take that time to know yourself. You have to take that time to love yourself and understand that. And people are like, oh, it's a lot of kumbaya. No, it's not. Because the most time I remember, like I've always felt it through my whole life. I know it's been there from the customs we had, whether it be just life traditions, native native traditions, whatever else we had. But just the feeling of it from within, like being able to spend that time with, What's inside of us, man, that made me feel like I was literally super woman. I mean, at that point, because the relationships I dealt with, I couldn't figure out if I was unhappy um, or if they were just very toxic. But from the words that some of them use and the degrading things that you would only see on a, a like a HBO movie kind of thing, I was like, no, that's not me being unhappy. That's them super, super like abusively toxic. And then when it got to a physical level, I'm like, oh, yeah. That's it. Because I was more of people think that spicy, spunky. I'm like, yeah, I can go crazy Manson on them, but I don't want to find myself in that situation, nor do I want them to look at me later on like, why did you do that to me? So I would kind of be the one who curled up in the corner and just took the the beatings per se. And then having that stem from a whole childhood up, I was kind of like, man, maybe this is the way things go. But after I saw how much they hated themselves, I realized, um, and this is from my personal perspective, everyone. But I realized that they hated me for loving them to the degree of where they wouldn't allow themselves to love themselves. And that's what set me free, you know, to that point where I was like, wow, like he hates me because I love him more than he can even like love himself. Wow, it's crazy.
0: Well, you know, and a lot of people that come from a toxic household, you know, and it doesn't mean that you're being beaten or that you're sexually abused, you know, you can be severely neglected, you know, there can be a lot of verbal abuse or emotional abuse,
1: you know, that
0: has, pays its toll, and, you know, so individuals that grow up in that kind of a household don't necessarily know what right is like. You know, so for me, and I'll just kind of jump in with a personal thing. Yeah. It's like I knew that if somebody hit me, that that was not right. Yeah, been down that road, knew it. It's like you hit me, I'm gone. I already knew that. I was not gonna go back. Thank uh, God, I've never had to deal with that experience. Yeah, uh, you know, but a bunch of the other stuff, not so much, <laughs> because we're not taught necessarily what right is like. Yeah. You know, and so you end up putting up with stuff. It's like, well, that's how relationships are, because that's how you're taught relationships are. And so, you know, and especially if you grow up in a toxic household, it's like you just learn to accept it as part of life and you get
1: over it and you move on. Yeah. That's what you do. It's like, hmm.
0: But, you know, you were saying, and I have to just kind of back it up a little bit, you know, about going in inside and, you know, people think it's this kumbaya thing and whatever. I don't know about you, but when I went inside, I don't think I have cried more than in this work that I've been doing over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's just like, okay, that's ugly. Okay, that's ugly. Wait, let me cry some more about that. You know, just kind of working through. The trauma and the pain, you know, whether it's childhood trauma and childhood pain or relationship pain, you know, you put up with some jerk uh, <laughs> for years or whatever, but you've never really done anything about it. And that's just still sitting there unresolved, really, you know, and forgiving yourself and loving yourself and and healing yourself, giving you a your, your chance to heal from that and grow from that and make it that that's not a place you ever have to go back to
1: yeah the safety Hopefully. cure yeah that, that 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 safety cure that's what I, I taught myself too because i was i mean from the childhood abuse uh, perspective uh, from growing up i told myself i will never be because i didn't say anything till i was about 18 19 um so i kept all that into myself for years and i'm like i will never be to that point and then i thought tolerating it from not being able, anyone not knowing the story going on from inside the storm. Um, I just looked at it and I'm like, you know, this is what it is. And I wanted to fight it through with them. I was like, okay, they're going to change. It's going to be okay. They're going to see the light. Um, and, you know, and they told me, you know, I, I hate you, Lex. I hate you because you're so good to me and I don't deserve it. And then it would be another one. Like I say, like you said, emotional. Um, everyone out there, it could be emotional. It could be to the point, I don't care if the person throws a french fry at your head every day. That's abuse to some people. A lot of stuff has different levels. So I've, I, I can say I've went through the physical, the mental, emotional. Um, I spiritually abused myself and I didn't even know I was. So regardless if people want to see it as a kumbaya or, you know, sitting there, you know, sipping on some whatever on the top of the hill mountain it's safe it was my saving grace so i will accept it as my kumbaya any day and if anyone ever tells me otherwise at the end of the day like you said the crying mechanism when i tell people i say, i've only been alive for about five years they're like what do you mean you've only been alive for five i'm like i literally have only been alive in a spiritual form for five years to actually have my eyes wide open so that's what i tell them like when they see the pictures of before and after they're like whoa you're not kidding i look like i'm in a morgue so i'm like yeah that's where it is and it it gets to that point where i'm like emotionally physical all that stuff i'm like it still kept me through the wire so now i feel like my toleration for it now where it's like i nip it in the bud as soon as i can they're like how could it? mean my mom asked me one time how could someone as bold and as spicy and as flaring and sweet as you you know Put up with that when you know exactly what to put up with. And I said because from what I kept inside of me, from what I, I it grew. And then one of my friends had asked me, "Would do you would you love would you trust a flower that was grown in the darkness?" And I said I would have to believe that that flower to actually be one had to have some kind of light. And he just you know when he went back to the res, the reservation, he was just like, "Wow, that's a good answer." I was like, "I didn't know there was an answer to." It. I thought it was a trick question. So I just looked at that and I'm like, you know what? I I told. Um welcome my sweetheart now, I so, say, you know there's a lot of things inside of me that I'm still going through, and um you know, I said, I just want you to know what you're getting into. And he said, I'm going, I'm walking into a living hurricane. I'm living, he said, I'm walking into a hurricane that is the most beautiful, majestic universe I've ever seen in my life. So I'm here for the ride. And I love it. And he's like, okay, all right. So I'm here for the ride and I'm here for happily ever after. But I said, you know, it's only at your choice uh, when it comes down to that. So if all you are suffering, and we talked about this previously, a lot of people have been inquiring, uh, Dr. Rita, about dealing with domestic assault, um, even domestic killings have had a spike, all the stuff where they're locked mm-hmm. up in the homes, and that's what I was freaking out about, I'm like, okay, now when that happened, when I heard the shutdown happen, I was like, wait a minute, what about these relationships, these people who only had an escape by escaping the house mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean what is your, like, what is your feelings upon that, so for some people to kind of see where they can see the toxic or the unhappy level of where they can sift it out,
0: well, you know, I would think that being in that situation it would become abundantly clear that there's something not right going on. You Absolutely. know when you're with someone twenty four seven, you know, it's either to it work, work reasonably or not at all. You know, and I think, you know, it would speak speed up the cycle, speed up the process. I mean, my heart goes out to people that are in, you know, domestically violent situations. I mean, because they closed down all of the shelters. I mean, it, it's just, I'm sorry, in my personal, humble opinion,
1: I don't think any of them should have been shut down. No, you know, because absolutely not. Because there's no place for
0: people to go, especially at
1: this time. Uh, that's horrible. I mean, that's absolutely you know, I, scary.
0: You know, I work with clients, and I one of my recent clients has been having issues at home, and you know, we sat there and talked about an exit strategy. You know, one of the things, so people can actually be what's called financially abused, which that was kind of a new one to me, even though I understood what it, what it they meant, you know, with that, but I'm going to explain excited what it was. Um, but it's, so as an example, you're married to someone and your partner is the primary breadwinner and they give you $150 to buy groceries and gas and, Whatever. And that's it. That's all you get. And so you never have any money. And so basically you're held hostage Uh, to these people because they only give you the minimal amount. And usually like, you know, you scavenge away a dollar a week so that you can go buy a dress. And then you go buy a dress and then you get in trouble because you spent their money. Ah. You know, I mean, it's just not a pretty situation. And for those people in particular, it becomes very challenging. You know, if you have kids, it becomes challenging because you can't, many people just can't go and pack a bag. And, you know, there's just other stuff going on. And so if there's anybody that's in a situation like that, you know, it's something that you really need to sit down and put together an exit strategy? You know, do you need to open up a separate bank account or give a friend some money to hold on to you that, you know, is over there? Are there children that you need to take into consideration their health and well-being once you get them out of the environment? You know, how how dangerous is the situation? I mean, you know, I've worked with some women that literally left the state they live in yeah, just to get away. You know, so that also needs to be taken into consideration. You know, and, you know, unless there's some kind of proof, the police are just not really helpful. No. You know, unless there's some history of domestic violence and you have bruises or whatever, they're really not helpful. You know, so you can be scared, but that doesn't, that won't do anything.
1: No. And I tell people, like, well, in 2018, and I'm pretty, I think they heard uh, different ones going on, but when my sister, um, decided to take her life on my birthday. It was. I told people it was. It was all that it was from the childhood, from the emotional trauma, from her own trauma she gave herself, and then 18 years of being in a marriage of that trauma. It's kind of like all of that compiled on her. And some people, I mean, unfortunately, that was her only exit strategy. And I know why she did it on my birthday. She chose to do it on her baby sister or her only sister's birthday. But at the same time, I look at that and I'm like, that is an exit strategy because the relationship that I had um and that was like what not even about four years ago i mean i'm talking about the living diablo devil himself and people can say oh it's a different level no no to every level there's another devil but this one i mean like when i said to my friends in the car they're like how come you duck and hide when you're on the phone how come no one can say a single word if you're gone to the store how come you time yourself going in the grocery store you know and if i even look or even blink my eyes twice when i'm sitting at a table Oh, I had hell to pay. If it was not my feet getting smashed or nails in my back or my wrist getting twisted and cramped and pulled or my back whatever it was, it's like it being called every single name in the book and then some. And then still driving down the road with the non-speaker phone being called every name in the and I was like, Why? And I'm like, Do I just do I feel as though I deserve this from childhood and up? Do I feel as though and then all of a sudden I remember I heard the voice. And a lot of us sit there and we look for this voice look for this wonderful thing happening and all this stuff oh my god how could this happen to You i'm like i've i've it was angels and demons period i believe i've seen i felt i have not yet conquered but i'm on the journey of like understanding all these things coming at me and i'm like this right here has to be like diamonds are made under I had to look at that from a perspective and every every one of us can look at that. And male men out there, I see 40% of you, sometimes 50% of you come on tuning in. Thank you. But I are just saying that it, it comes. I've seen some ex-girlfriends in the past um, that sit there and smack on their men and, and treat them a certain way or talk to them a certain way or like you said, financial abuse, different ones like that to where you feel like hopeless because this one person or this one element of your life has so much control But I think if we start looking at from that whole whimsical moment of having our imagination as we are as kids, everything was made from an imagination. So imagine them out of your world, you know, just to that point. They have hurt. And I've been posting this a lot lately, especially on different platforms with TikTok, just just commenting on other people's videos. And this one lady had an abusive video she showed and she goes, why do I keep going back? And all these people are like, oh, I feel so sorry for you. I'm going to pray for you. And I just told her, I'm like, love does not hurt people. People who don't know how to love hurt people. Love has never hurt anyone. So I'm like, what we, what we encapsulate, what we translate as love is why we say, well, love, if I fall in love again, I'm going to get hurt. No, 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 no. If you fall in love with yourself and what is created within you and what makes you who you are, then obviously you're always protected to a certain degree or a level because we're our own, you know, worst enemy out there. But I'm saying like, love will never hurt you. It's always those who haven't learned how to love. So I know for real, like the person I'm talking to, like they're learning and they're still on the journey with self-love. But I realize you, you do resonate with those people. You, the energy you share pulls you in and it's, it's a whole nother level to understanding. They won't hurt me because they're understanding how to love themselves to understand what love means so therefore i tell people what do you look for in a man lex what do you look for in this person you want to be with i'm like respect loyalty i went down the list and i'm like but they have to give that to themselves first they have to treat others fairly first because i know if they're giving it to themselves and they're practicing it every single day they can't like it's never going to get to the point where they're doing me like that unless they you know self-hate or something like that you know what i mean like that kind of fe- <laughs> that kind of feeling where you go there because okay like your whole thing is right if you have a healthy relationship or a guy who comes from a good background or a woman who comes from a good background, I'm not having those kind of uh deep stipulations that someone who has been through it with a narcissist or crazy things going on and they get into a relationship with that person. Do you think that people scare away? Because I felt that before you scare away, kind of shy away from them, even though you really want to get to know them because they don't know the, the toxicity that you've been living around or. You might come out with this kind of personality they don't understand kind of thing. I'm going to kind
0: of address this in a different way. You know, many people that are survivors of abuse walk around with their life in shame. You know, and they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to share their story. They take their story. They put it in a the closet. They hide it behind a brick wall. And it never sees the light of day. And you can't be yourself because that is part of your story you know, whether it's from your childhood, whether it's from your relationship, it is part of your story, and so if you're going to be honest with any potential partner, and intimate with any potential partner, it's like, it's not like you have to, like, you know, tell them on the first date, you know, (laughs) that this has been your life experience, but, you know, maybe kind of give them a little heads up, you know, in those moments that are appropriate, you know, so I, I have a really great boyfriend now who is great you know because I've been in this like crying journey for the last couple of years and you know when I get triggered he'll do something and my brain goes oh my god he's a narcissist oh my god he's a narcissist <laughs> but the reality is oh yeah you know, that sometimes it's really fun and, uh, but the reality is is that he's just having a boundary You know, and I'm reacting to it and I have to sit there and unwind my reaction to what's going on to go, is this really a deal buster? Did he really do something that was toxic? And I'm going to give you a perfect example. This just happened today. So (laughs) he came in the house and he, he tries to hand me this tape measure that needed to go in a cabinet in the room right next to where we were standing and so he tries to hand it to me and I'm like well I don't want it and he goes well it was in the truck it needs to go away it's like well put it away yeah. so then he goes well rah, 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 and hands me the tape measure and I got pissed off because it's like I basically told him no that I he could put the damn thing away himself because <laughs> it was just six feet away I mean it wasn't any big deal and I took it and I took the tape measure because I'm working on boundaries. That's one of my things I'm working on. And I kind of rattled it in his face and I said, this means no. And I took the tape, you know, and I still put the tape measure away, but he totally got my message. And um, <laughs> so if he was a narcissist, narcissist, he would come back and just rile my ass about it. Yeah. For, you know hours and it would just be like my fault and my problem and why couldn't I do it and (laughs) instead about an hour later um because I was getting waiting for this interview to start I was just kind of like chilling and he came in he goes you know I'm really sorry I pushed your boundary I know I did and I'm really sorry that's the sign of a good person guy or a girl. That's sweet. You know, that they sit there and they're able to assess themselves, to be honest, to be able to take responsibility for their own crap. And not just take anything that's going on inside of them and stick it on top of you.
1: Absolutely, kudos to him. Yes, we're gonna. <laughs> that's why he's a keeper. <laughs> yes. Oh man, that reminds me of my. That's what. That's the whole thing I got the other night where I was like, okay, fine. That's how you feel now. Like you said before, I would have got attacked in my past relationship. Like, what do you mean? Oh, me and too. This is your fault, <laughs> and you're you're sitting here saying this, and then I can't believe it. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, you're. I was like, at the at the one point, I had to scream like, okay, shut up. You sound worse than a woman. Okay, I had to <laughs> tell him that. It, it, gave, it pissed him off even more. But now, this kind of understanding of that, and I think the only reason I found this relationship finding me is for the fact that I, I could understand where what I found. So I was like, I, the calmness in him was like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, babe. I did not mean it in that kind of way. I apologize. And I was like, oh, my God. I almost wanted to fall. I'm like, am I dreaming? I had to feel my forehead, check my temperature. I was like, no <laughs> It felt like, so where'd good. where'd that come from? Yeah, it made Funny me
0: love me. them. <laughs> when I first started dating uh, my friend, it's like, he was just so freaking nice to me. Just so nice. You know, so, like, this one part of my brain is going, okay, so, but is he doing, like, that fake thing? Yeah. But then this other part of me was, I mean, he's just really being nice, you know, and and I would find myself bawling because I don't think I've been in a relationship that they've really been nice. Yeah. You know, it's always been, like, me doing all the work and them, you know,
1: (laughs) I'm not, not doing anything pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That feeling, that, that feeling where I, that's why I was like, I had to, well, you brought me back to that moment too. Piggybacking off of what you just said, I, I felt that same resignation when I was sitting there and I'm like, it was just so calm and sweet. I'm like, am I in a freaking Disney movie fairy tale? I, I want to live here, but I don't want it to just, you know, someone pull the rug from under me kind of thing. And I'm like, not this one, not this time. And I, I thought about that and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, the reason why I think it got to that point is because I felt like I was kind of this magnet for the toxicity that was coming near me because they always say we attract some of the things that we're used to. I'm like, well, they I don't know what it was. It was a post that I saw and it was on this lady's page and it said, the universe will keep giving us the same exact thing until we pass the test to the next level. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, the reason why I keep attracting you know, some of these these people that act like that is because a part of me is attracting that within them. So I'm like with him, I'm like, man, let me fill you out a little bit. <laughs> let me make sure I want to see if I can pass to the next level right now, because I don't want the same thing. I told my boundaries, I'm like, look, you can be sweet as a honeycomb. I mean, you can have your bad days. I am like, take it out with me and not on me. I was like, you know, if you want to do that, I'm like, if you have something you want to say, just tell me the truth. If you want to be with someone else, tell me the truth, and just just keep it cool. You know, don't try to get your cake and eat it too. Even though I know people like it, it's just the whole point of getting getting that because we do resist change. You know, we resist the change, and from that perspective, you know, where do we go from there when we're sitting there like, okay, well, maybe that's not the problem. Let me just keep working it out. Eventually, I would say we find ourselves a decade later, if not more, going to the same. Yeah, well, same cycle. Same thing going well, crazy.
0: My opinion is is that people that are the victims of abuse or are in toxic relationships, you know, that half of the partnership, they come to the table with hope. They come to the table praying that something's going to change. You know, like one of the relationships, the one that kind of set me on this journey, you know, either the man had, like, severe psychological issues and drank to mask them. Or he was just a drunk. And I never really could quite (laughs) tell what was going on. And, um, but my hope would be he would quit drinking. You know, my hope would be that this would get resolved because, you know, he'd be really nice for a few days and it's like, oh my God, this is great if it could just be like this. You know, most days, uh, but it wouldn't, it would just go back. Yeah. And I think that people need to acknowledge, you know, if a promise is being made, you know, I'll I'll clean the house, I'll go to AA, you know, I'll stop cheating on you, I'll stop, you know, and then they just keep doing it and doing it, you know, they've crossed your boundaries and you have to make the decision, are you going to live with that just being this pattern in your life that's just ripping your heart out? Uh-huh. over and over and over again
1: absolutely oh wow man you know what that's what i'm saying well you know this is like uh, literally having the, the whole show roll up on that because this is what is really going on and i'm glad and i'm and actually no i'm overly elated i'm happily happily happy that this was a, a note touch because this this conversation this interview this whole understanding needed to be said especially right now during these times where, you know, almost 40 million people are off of work, uh, different things happening to where they're like, man, I'm trying to sift through this in our head because a lot of people will tell me, I, I feel so programmed and so conditioned, Lex. I feel to the point of where I'm just so used to, like you said, BS and toxic, like just I'm so used to that. I don't feel normal without it being a part of my life. And I'm like, wow. So you don't feel okay without a fight or seeing something happen. You feel, you know, and, and even though they had great people coming on their path, they still were like, they, they didn't understand why they were going in this cycle. So, if, if for people out there who feel their, themselves le- being able to break free from it, but then finding themselves trying to dig back in it, what would you give them for some kind of, like, inner self-advice or some kind of path to take on getting out of that moment to where they can kind of, like, get the sludge out, I guess?
0: Well, you know, when we... uh when we're in one of those kind of situations where, you know, we meet this great person, but we dump them because they're too nice, you know, we, we look for the bad boy uh, yeah, <laughs> person true. so that they can be mean to us. You know, it's like we're recreating something that's comfortable for us. You know, and I, I made this comment earlier, but I'm going to bring it back in. Many times we don't know what right looks like. And so... Sometimes it's scary. You know, we're not taught how to love ourselves. We're not taught how to honor ourselves. We're not taught how to have boundaries. You know, we're not taught to. So the cover of my book, The Dysfunctional Dance of the Empath and Narcissist, has this image of a woman's face, and it's just like the lower part of her face. Yeah, I, I think I think saw it. I got to look on the cover here. No, it's just her mouth. And the lips are literally sewn shut. Because anyone who's a victim of abuse has stood there and not said the word to themselves, to their partner, or to anybody else. You know, they they stand there and mute witness. And, you know, you have to own it and um, and do something about it. And it's new. Because if you've never done it, if you've never experienced a healthy relationship, if you've never spoken up for yourself, if you've never created a boundary... It's kind of like, it's new territory. You know, when I work with clients, and I do a lot of health-related psychic work with clients, they can have an organ that isn't working correctly. You know, so they might have a gallbladder issue, and their gallbladder isn't working correctly. You know, but from an energetic perspective, it's like it never learned how to. You know, like, it never learned how to. Some people it's just broken, and in other people they've just never learned how to do certain things. Um, and so, for people that are trying to break free, you you have to put your big girl panties on. That's the best way I can say it. You got to put your big girl panties on and go. This is a new thing. This is something I haven't ever done before, and I'm doing it for me because I have to take care of me. I have to love me. And for many people, even just saying, you know love me um can be hard and they might have to put their big girl panties on just to do
1: that much wow yeah you know what that is true that is true and a lot of people were upset over being able to i mean (laughs) we had about i probably say collectively that i heard of so far from shyla and angela it's been like maybe about a good 200 something emails where people say i'm stuck with myself i'm bored i'm stuck with myself i don't want to deal with myself And they're open and honest, you know, on an email, they'll be really open and honest about how they feel. And to all you who are listening, if you're 200 and something that I know about, yeah, hashtag facts, this is out to all of us. But you, if you are telling yourself, I have to deal with myself, and that's good. You realize that no matter what, and it it shouldn't have taken for that, like I tell people, a blessing and a curse, whatever you want to call it, for all the lives lost, you know, rest in the spirit of peace. But at the same time, from this COVID-19 thing happening, it's still a blessing and it's a balance of a blessing and a curse. There's always good things that come from something. Some people say, you won the lottery. Your life is fine. And some people look at Yeah, my bills are paid, but now I got the wolves coming out on me. Now I got people I can't trust. Now I don't have friends. Oh, I'm I'm a famous person now, but yet I can't even go take a number two at a restaurant anymore because someone might put that in the blogs on TMZ. You know, like, you know, (laughs) there's always a balance. Oh, I like, you know, like for me, I love to eat a salad. I love to eat nice, but sometimes my body doesn't Digest it properly, and I get sick for days. So I'm like, yeah, I had some healthy vegetables and some other stuff, but there's a yin and yang balance and it doesn't have to always fall in the good. So I say, if if you feel yourself having to deal with yourself, it's about time. It is about time because honestly, for us not to deal with ourselves, or should I say have the opportunity to handle ourselves and, and understand ourselves, couture ourselves, and we expect someone else to deal with that. And that's what I think a lot of it is. Like As far as the relationships go, whether it be toxic, uh, up and down, roller coaster, whatever people want to categorize it as, it's the fact that that person or ourselves have not dealt with themselves to understand anything going on with them. So we're basically, my grandma said, God rest her soul, I'm not your garbage collector. I'll help you sift through what you got to do, but don't dump it on me. And at the same time, like she also said, what you eat? Doesn't make me shit. Excuse my language, people. What I'm saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, one statement that I heard, you know, at the beginning of this process that I found very empowering was, it's our jobs to make ourselves happy. So if you're looking for a relationship where they are going to make yourself happy, you're going to be disappointed in the relationship because it's your job to make yourself happy. And the goal should be that you find somebody that wants to be on that journey with you, you know, where they're trying to make themselves happy, where you're trying to make yourself happy. And where you both find happiness is where the mesh is, is in the happiness, not in the, I don't want to be by myself or I can't afford to live by myself, you know, or whatever the fear is.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know what I? You know what? Just from you saying that, I'm thinking this too, Doctor Reta. Think about that too. For clicking off to those who are listening in from whatever else it is, they could be like, "Oh yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm scared to know myself." But is it because? And I want everyone. I mean, the thousands of you. Okay, I'm just saying the thousands and thousands and thousands of you <laughs> who are listening in. I want your ears to hear it. one equals one million. Hopefully, one person can spark this for a million people. If that's the case, but I just want to say that. If that's the case where you feel like you don't want to discover who you are or who, well, basically, get to know yourself, 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 it also means, too, that you don't want to deal with the homework that it took to get you to that point where you don't know yourself so you've been introducing the world to this character this person you've kind of materialized and we all have different cat, you know hats and coats you have to go to the store be a certain person go home go with your loved ones be a different person. we get it but when it comes down to it you're probably thinking man once i discover that real person think of it in a positive note i would think of it that way man i get a chance to know this person but if you you feel like you've been putting out a not so honest persona of who you are. And then all of a sudden people are going to be like, well, who is this new person? I never met you before, but people have, you know, we we have an investment in to people not changing around us too, because some people are like, oh, what do you mean you're going to a different department? Well, what do you mean you're starting this new business? Well, what do you mean? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, I don't, you know, I don't want you to change. I feel comfortable with you staying the same. I mean, a lot of people said that, like, they, they're not afraid of change themselves. They're afraid of change happening around them. So therefore they see the spotlight on some of the things they've been kind of covering up. So I just want to say from that, look at ourselves and say, Hey, are we getting to a point to where we don't want to deal with ourselves because we're scared all this? I call, my mom, my mom calls it the purging. I call it purging to purging yourself, crying. Like sometimes I just purge, like, California, I would find myself just purging behind the wheel. My eyes are like waterfall, like different stuff too. Coming back to Minnesota, being able to sit there and just look up at the trees and just cry and like kind of get it all out of our system. Sometimes it's not the sobbing. It's what comes out of the sobbing itself, like being able to kind of squeeze. I feel like a sponge, like you're squeezing the water out of a sponge or, or you're, you know, you're just, you're clean, you're cleansing yourself, um, out of that whole thing right there, just being able to get yourself to a whole, Newer path on that one. I'm just saying. Mm
0: -hmm. Facts. So I'd like to just read um, just one little teeny paragraph out of my book. You know, and it's talking about moving out of the relationship Uh and doing that self-discovery and who am I and how the hell did I get here in the first place? (laughs) You know, and so in some circles, you know, you have the opportunity to become the quote unquote wounded hero. And so here's the paragraph. Individuals who journey down this road are recognizable by the scars they bear. These scars are not scars of defeat, but scars of victory. Each attests to a battle won and a victory achieved. They proudly let the world know, I survived.
1: Wow. Wow. It wow, gives
0: me goosebumps wow. every time I read that. Wait, wait, can you do I mean, mean
1: know, I know that. this might be. Can you do it one more time, please? Pretty please. Can you please just read that one more time, Dr. Rita?
0: Individuals who journey down this road are recognizable by the scars they bear. Uh. These scars are not scars of defeat, but scars of victory. They attest to a battle won and a victory achieved. They proudly let the world know, I survived.
1: Oh. Hashtag. Yes. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That gave me goosebumps down my shoulders again right now. <laughs> I mean, gets- <laughs> I wrote this, I, you know, use that paragraph a lot
0: and, I mean, like, the hair on my arms
1: are still- Oh my gosh, I feel tingles in my spine right now. Stop. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That's what it is. Put your Superman scarred up cape. Superwoman on it. That's what, I mean, like, for me, I realized too, like, having i think that's what people when they meet me they're like man like how how like how you're you're telling me and one lady was like oh i'm i'm down here at the clinic i have nothing to be happy for and her daughter was the one being seen and i remember i told her i was like well have a good day nonetheless and she goes there's nothing to have a good day about like really man and i looked at her i was like if you're here complaining to me you have everything to be happy about and when i you know i just had a very like kind of just direct face and then she said i'm so sorry and her daughter was like oh that's so wonderful i said well your daughter's the one in the problem. I know that's your daughter you're worried about and you're concerned about her, but your energy is is already you know, being submitted to her before she can even start her day with it. So I said, at the same time, you need to understand that no matter what you're going through, whatever battle scars and battle wounds, whatever happens, I like, I mean, you look at that. It's kind of like when a person sees that from like a, the last 300 movie and Leonidas sitting there with his scar. Oh, God. Gerard Butler, don't even get me started. But I'm just... <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Gerard, if you're here listening in some kind of universal way, I love you. Get at me, please. You know okay, so I'm just saying, like, if you have that, the scars, people are like, oh, look at those battle scars. Yeah, it's a battle scar because it lets you know the notches on your journey. I know in the tribe, sometimes they have the notches that go on, like the certain kind of uh limber trees they have where it just basically shows how many different things you had to go through, how many nicks, how many cuts, and it, it makes you, it forms you. Like I said before, diamonds do form under pressure. I mean, all the greatest, beautiful things. And and that's the thing too, Dr. Rita, I know a lot of people, if you don't have a story to tell, it's because your story has either been buried away or it's because of something that you're trying to hide away for you not to have one and that's why I figure from that because they look at it and they're like, man, I don't want to hear about a uh, you know, a rag, it's always a rags to riches story, no matter if it's money or not, I mean, people don't want to hear oh, my my life has been howdy doody all all the time, I've ruled with a million dollars and I never had a bad relationship and I'm just fine and I'm perfect size they're like, okay, well get out of my face you know, they don't want to hear that, They they want to know what struggles you went through, what kind of hardship what are you still dealing with, and when people meet us and people like that who are not not scared like afraid to hold back those scars and the things you went through in order for someone else i think her name was what was her name uh marianne williamson i don't know how even start like uh, our deepest fear you know not that we're inadequate no. yes no. like yeah we're not inadequate but our are we give permission for those to be able to voice themselves so i hope like Each and every one of you out there, um, and I take from this definitely, I feel like I'm the main student here, um, getting that because, you, you know, you have to be the student in order to be the teacher. And the teacher has to know how to be a student in order to be a greater teacher later on. But I'm from all the hearts that are listening, no matter what time you're going to be downloading, if you're live listening to on demand, whatever platform you're on, this is like the real deal us sharing those scars. Dr. Rita Lewis having, being here, having all that stuff happen and the dysfunctional dance of the empath and narcissist stepping out of Eden. That is something I definitely need to sit back and get, and have my, have my, have my...
0: good cry. That's what usually people tell me. It's like, okay, but it made me cry. It's like, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to,
1: I just looked on Amazon Prime right now for a cappuccino maker. So I want to get, <laughs> get a, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not on the page with the cappuccino maker. <laughs> no, but <it> <laughs> no, but it's perfect. It's perfect to get the book first and then switch over to the next tab and then get the cappuccino maker and then yeah. sit back and sip on the cappuccino while I have a, a bunch of napkins there. So I'm like, yeah, that when you put something in your hand that's warm and cozy and you look at something, you're reading it that's going to hit the heart where it's warm and cozy to get you out of that point to where you're like, you know what? I'm going I'm free I'm surviving I'm free I'm free of the shackles that's going on that's that's the best feeling ever like and, and narcissism has been something that's been huge lately a lot I have never heard more than that in my life narcissists and I'm like you know what I didn't even know what a narcissist was until I started dealing with one then I had to look up I had to google what does it mean when this person says this and acts like this da, 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 like this 20 page sentence and google was like here you go narcissist and I'm like oh fuck
0: Wow, there's a word. Well, you know, in putting this book together, I really talk about what the characteristics of a narcissist are, and an empath, but a narcissist. And what flabbergasted me the most in the research was, they have a word for everything. Wow. You know, it's like, oh, when they take your stuff and hide it from you, it's like, there's a word for that. It's like, well, first in my mind, it's like, well, why in the world would they take your stuff and freaking hide it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, all right, like, I I have a hard enough time just getting past that point, but the fact that there's a word that's tied to it is like, wow, this must be
1: something that happens all the time. Yeah, apparently. That is crazy. crazy. Wow. Oh, we said at the same time, we got to make a wish. Stop. (laughs) We got to make a wish. (laughs) That is crazy. Wow. They have certain words. Oof. Man, that that that's what you call Halloween on Michael Myers ain't got on that. Wow, <laughs> oh my God, that's what I think of as a Michael Myers situation going on from that. I'm telling you. I mean, even from your your other your book collections that you have, the E. C. Chronicles, the Dark Angels, that right there just looks extra juicy as well. I'm telling you right now, I'm about to get. Ooh, Lex is about to have some fun. I love enlightening my mind and getting to the point of like reading to understand stories and, and paths and understanding. That right there is something that definitely is a go to satisfactionary wonderfulness. <laughs> but I just want to say, Dr. Rita Luis, did you have anything that you also wanted to say before we, well, possibly get to a round two? You never know. I'm just saying. Um, if you ever want to say any, anything out there to the, all the listeners from across the globe, literally, um, who are here. I mean,
0: I think, you know, bottom line, the most important part is for them to love and honor themselves and listen to that voice inside, because that will always tell you what your heart desires, what your soul wants. And, you know, I, I joke around, I call it the Dr. reader rule, because if you ask a question, should I say, you get the same answer all over and over again, like, run, run, <laughs> then you should listen to yourself, because that's spirit talking.
1: Yeah. 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 That's right. Should I stay? You know what? And I'm glad because it took me a while to, even from that California situation to the situation I entered in after California was the same, I'm going it's out there, people, the same exact relationship that I had left in California, except it was no physical this time. It was every other abuse. So I was like, wow, how did I get? And they said the same exact words as the person in California. And they said the same attitude. I thought they were twins. I did not see it coming. I did not know what was going to I'm telling you right now, Dr. Rita said, I'm just saying hashtag facts. Yes. I had to put that out there. It just came to me right now. And I'm like, wow. So this right here, I'm going to make sure I don't treat. And we have to make sure we don't treat every relationship and person the same based off of what we allow in and what keeps coming to us and we're dealing with. Because I want to make sure I, this, this gentleman here, I, even though I let him be prepared on what I've dealt with some of the things happening that to just know that it's not all me there it's just some of the after effects shaking off of me I, I have to treat everyone with that humble guidance not to mold the situation into what we're used to as well yeah, yeah I'm bad at that I was bad at that I was fast tense fast tense bad at that <laughs> so um I mean you have different ones here everyone can get and all of you like we said before realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com we're going to have a dedicated page for Dr. Rita Louise and we're going to have all her links and the different ones you can get to as well as her email address and the goodies that she has to share as well so you can check that out. So don't you guys worry about that. We have www.soulhealer.com and that's S-O-U-L, healer, H-E-A-L-E-R as well as medical... Dash intuitives.com and then we also have applied energetic institute.com as well. So we'll have all those links available. All the wonderfulness. I'm going to make sure I get my copy once we locate Angela and her COVID-19 situation. No, no shade, Angela. We're going to see what. Maybe we can cheer her up by getting something going on with her. But I mean, we we've enjoyed. I mean, I've I don't know. I, I've loved being on here with you, Doctor Rita. I had to say that. I can't say enjoy. I, I love being on. I mean, here
0: it's just you. it's just been real. We've been real with each other and I love that.
1: Yes, you know. Look, facts. Look, facts. Facts. And you know what? Since we have about a good sixty percent of women out there from twenty-two years old, I've heard all the way to eighty-five. I've seen. (laughs) I'm just saying we have people out here. Look, anytime we need to go back and just let you know, you are family, Doctor Rita. These are facts on the show. After the show, I'll sit there and show up, and we can have an ice cream cone outside of Dairy Queen. I'm here. Let's do. (laughs) Let's do it. We can still keep social distancing with the ice cream cone. I'm just saying. But uh yeah, everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. Um, All you who are on there, just remember those links will be up as soon as when Tony gets a roll call out there. So until then, check it out at realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com and channel at yandex.com. That's dot com as well for inquiries and so much more. Remember to be the change, feel the passion, embrace the power of that wonderful spirit. We love you. You're amazing. Thank you, Dr. Rita, for coming on here again. And we'll be back with you very, very,
0: very soon.